Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Return to Paradise? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. 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 So my sister came from uh, Kenya the couple weeks ago. I told oh, you yeah. about that. Yeah. And we, my family and I were talking about the show Lie to Me. It's with Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. And, she, and Shelby's like, all of you guys love that stupid show. It's so dumb. And I was like, it's kind of not that dumb. <laughs> so I've been watching it. And I'm like, and I like texted her on like WhatsApp because we can like, you know, talk through that because she's in Kenya, obviously. So oh, it's sure. like, a, yeah. she's like a Kenyan cell phone. And, um, and I was like, you're right, this show's, like, it's pretty stupid. I'm like, it's, and like, there's this one character who points out everything that it's like, just let it be subtext, for God's <laughs> sake, let it be subtext. Oh, yeah. Like, if you, if you respect your audience and you think or assume that they're intelligent enough to pick this shit up, then just let it be subtext. Like, it's not, it's not difficult. But she's just like, she's like, deflection, that means when someone does something and something, blah, 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 and you're just like, Jillian, shut up, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so I'm like, I'm like, but Tim Roth is so dynamic and he's so charismatic and he's got such great screen presence. He does. I yeah. really like watching him. He's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. And so she goes, yeah, and he's kind of hot. <laughs> Your sister said that? <laughs> yes. Oh. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because I don't necessarily <laughs> find myself attracted to Tim Roth, but there's something about like he's charismatic. He's so, he's yeah, charming. he's so charismatic yeah. and British. Like, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like the same. I put him on the same level as like Craig Robinson. Like if I was chilling with Craig Robinson and he started seducing me, I might be into it. <laughs> I'm not necessarily attracted to Craig Robinson, but every time I've seen I like him, how in they anything, couldn't look more opposite of each other. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. Like a very petite, <coughs> a, very, me. a very petite Caucasian English <laughs> man, and then like a, a big build, like a big boned, like African American gentleman. Well, I don't mean like. I don't mean like looks wise. I mean like. I know how I just, feel about that. I just think it's really funny. <laughs> They're so different. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like because I mean, it's like if Hugh Grant was, you know, was seducing me, I'd be like, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> you know, I'd be like. <laughs> like you know maybe but like no at the same time yeah um, yeah yeah there is you a know difference. what i mean no, there's yeah. a difference between tim roth and hugh grant i agree and yeah. i think it's because tim roth has sort of like a dark side yes yeah he does you know he's in and he's not like hugh grant who's always like oh sorry trivia you know <laughs> hugh grant's like uh, uh, oh dear uh, uh, oh no um, <laughs> um 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 and you're like okay all right he's stuck on a loop wait let's just, just tap him on the Somebody head tapped a hugh little grant. tap him on the head yeah uh, but Tim Roth has this like like level of confidence that like is he's just very he's very like I can see why people are drawn to him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he has like a Napoleon thing going on. <laughs> yeah, but I think Napoleon was kind of a dick, like because he was I, so short. Well, I'm not saying like he's a dick. I'm just saying he has uh, charisma that exudes oh. his stature. I think. Yes, yes, because he's like my height. Yeah, he's like he's, five foot seven. He's like a very slight person, and I right. think that he 
like he just exudes this charisma that you don't really think about yeah his petiteness yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like so melissa george was on a couple episodes and they like kind of hook up a couple times but like they're very like they have a lot of chemistry and like very passionate and i was just like yeah you get it girl you get (laughs) it like good for you um is that movie is that show about a character who has like weird superpowers like like he's a normal person but he can like read people (laughs) so well that nothing gets past like he's like colombo but like on like a different level is that Um, sort of the thing no basically what he's doing is he's reading people's micro expressions that's Um, exactly what i just said not exactly i said does he have like this weird superpower where he's a normal guy but he can like see things that people are doing that we can't see (laughs) well we can see it no i mean like you're you just said micro expressions right you're not so that means that he's seeing things because if we can all see it then why would they make a tv show they just make a tv show called tim roth reads people's expressions do you want me to go no because you didn't answer my question yes go ahead sorry um we all can read micro expressions but it's not something that we like he focuses on it for us it's more like a subconscious thing where like if someone is like angry at us and they have a quick micro expression we might be like oh i don't like the way that they looked at me but i can't f- put my finger on why i didn't like it that that's kind of what he does so he's i mean he's essentially just <clears throat> he knows the different ways that people like lie and, and stuff like that and so he's really good at telling when people are lying unless you're a psychopath there's a couple episodes where there's like psychopaths that he's worked with and he's like i can't read this person so so you're saying that he has this like special power (laughs) where he can do things that other people can't do i mean it's i'm not talking about like he was bit by a radioactive spider i'm talking about like the that's what i'm thinking like the the autistic doctor phenomenon in tv shows where they're like (laughs) the best doctors ever because of a certain factor that somebody else doesn't have yeah kind of yeah yeah basically he's a psychologist makes them seem like they have like magical powers and really they just are humans with human brains they're just very observant sure yeah okay yeah it's pretty i mean it's 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 definitely like over the top and dramatic but it's definitely pretty interesting because you can see like they show what i like is that they show like a character and the expression on the character's face and then they will actually take pictures from like real life people so there'd be like a picture of or like someone would look guilty and then they'd show a picture of like bill clinton right after the the like lewinsky scandal oh that's cool so, that's or, really interesting yeah so it's kind of mm-hmm. like they kind of have this like parallel to like real life things that happen mm-hmm. um and it's uh, I mean, it's <laughs> if you're going to watch the show, you're not watching it for the side characters. The side characters, <laughs> there's one that's named Elliot and almost immediately Elliot. like Elliot, Elliot, um, <laughs> almost immediately. I was like, OK, fuck you, Elliot. Because, Jeez. Oh, well, you'll understand why. <laughs> Are you so. going to tell me that his micro expression was? <laughs> no, it <laughs> was kidding. like totally bad. So this one woman gets hired on and her name is Torres, Rhea Torres. And he looks at her like first time ever meeting her. And he goes, I'd like to have sex with you. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, Loker, with Elliot Loker. Like, oh, you're just so adorable as you're womanizing. <laughs> like, he's he's cute, He's but he's, like, generically attractive. Sure, you know what I mean? Course. Like, that's, he's... I mean, I, not, that's most people, like, 
right characters on shows like that the thing is about loker elliot whatever is that he has almost no backstory so like you don't know anything about this character because they've like, not why even does he want to have it. sex with this woman well because he <laughs> apparently like and they they got rid of this after a couple episodes i noticed that apparently that this was like his thing was that he never lied about anything but there's a difference between i thought you were not- gonna say it was his thing that he has sex with women <laughs> Thing. That's his whole backstory. Am I, it's my thing that I have sex with women. I'm so sexual. <laughs> his whole his whole butt backstory is like I'm a man and I, I like have women. Sex with women. So, uh, I did not sleep with that woman. So he doesn't. He's never lied except then he started lying. Well, no, he. There's a difference though between it's like that movie um was a show in the 90s cuz that sounds like a very 90s line. No, it's like it's oh, like 2010s or something. So it's like pretty oh, recent. Wow. There's a movie with Ricky Gervais. Oh yeah. And, and it's about uh, lying. Jennifer Garner. The invention of lying. The invention of lying. Yeah. yeah. So what he's doing is kind of like what everyone else does in that world where it's not that it's like if I was thinking something in my mind like I saw oh, someone so he's super literal or right, something. right, right. So okay. if I saw someone and I was and I was thinking, oh, that shirt looks really terrible on them, instead of just keeping it to myself like most normal people would, I would go to that, or he would go to them and go, that shirt looks terrible on you. But there's oh, a difference okay. between not lying and just keeping something to yourself. So he, ha- he doesn't like <laughs> take though. social cues or anything, right? Yeah. But they got rid of that within the first couple episodes because yeah, I, that's I, an unattractive trait in like a car- unless you're like giving the character a reason to be that way right but if you're just making him that way with like nothing, he wasn't yeah, yeah. there's no mental deficiencies it's not in like, there like, there's oh, no he's had these problems growing up it's just like yeah he's just nope. a rude he's just rude he's just a creep yeah he's a cute creep like anyway so i was kind of i was like in my mind thinking about like a like a nasty way to just bring this guy down to like m- like just my level because i'm just a nasty person sometimes <laughs> the best thing to be or what well, would really be to the actor so no offense to the actor I don't even know his name but it would be something like you're just another generic like B actor that they chose that isn't threateningly good looking enough to overtake Tim Roth's looks <laughs> but yeah. still good looking enough to be eye candy on screen so. that sounds like any actor <laughs> that they put in Hallmark and or Lifetime yes. movies he's exactly yeah, yeah. JCPenney models exactly yeah. and he's cute but there's just there's nothing really I cannot think of a single thing that they've done to it talk about like, his backstory it sounds like he just is really just wants to sleep with women <laughs> yeah. and yeah you know and he's good need, at lying really. i guess or not good at lying he's good at telling when people are lying telling, oh okay so but he's he not also even really interesting when people are lying right well but he's not even really interesting so it's like one of those where if they kill them off you're kind of like well oh well <laughs> jeez well, I mean, no, I'm ki- how I'm not- am I supposed to become attached to a character when there's nothing like that holds yes. me there? No, you know I, what I, I mean? There's, it. it's, I'm- I concur. Anyway, it sounds bad. His character yeah. sounds bad, but that yeah. sounds like an interesting twist, showing like the the like the faces. It is. It is interesting. I do like Tim Roth. So, <clears throat> I mean, like you know, as an as an actor, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but I, so I had sent you that thing about David Tennant dating the woman that was played his daughter in Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was talking about how 
and I've said this before, but there's a thing where there's sometimes weird casting with daughters and fathers and movies or TV shows or whatever. And I, I use Lie to Me a lot as a really good example because the relationship with Tim Roth and his daughter it feels very authentic. It mm. feels like their father and daughter, you know, the way that they talk to each other, they're very comfortable around each other. And I was just, and it's nice to watch that because sometimes there's like sexual tension that you're like, this shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, and I got grossed out by the David Tennant thing because I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> like, this is exactly what I've been saying. It is kind of weird to like play father and daughter in a production and then be dating in real life. That would be uncomfortable, I think. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know how I would feel. I don't know how I would handle that situation if it came up. Right. You know. Right. Well, I think that what's likely that happened based on my limited knowledge of the show is that she I mean, he's immortal, so she they probably didn't know each other. You know, it's not like she grew up with him, is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? No, I, I No, I don't know why that factors in at all. You just said you were grossed out by it. I am grossed out by it. But what then why are you well, like justifying it's... this like weird situation? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is there anything new you've watched or anything? Well, last night Mike and I watched this awful, awful movie. <laughs> it was on TV. And okay. like when I arrived at his house, it was already on. And it's called like Tammy and the Teenage T Rex. Have you ever heard of it? No, that sounds terrible though. It's got Tammy t- and the T Rex. Yeah. Well, the TV said Tanny, T A N N Y. But oh, then tanny. online it says Tammy. Oh. So I think it's Tammy, M M Y. I'm like Mary. I'm like Mary. Mm hmm. Uh, so that's. You In know, the NATO alphabet, it's, it's actually Mike. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Mike, Mike, <laughs> Mike, 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 check, Mike, Mike, <laughs> sibilance, Uh So anyway, so I think it's Tammy, mm-hmm. Mike, Mike, and it stars Denise Richards and Paul Walker. Okay. And how old was this movie? It was made in 1994. Oh, wow. So it's and a little it older. was so bad. It, this mad scientist takes Paul Walker's brain and puts it in an animatronic dinosaur <laughs> And Denise Richards plays Tammy, his girlfriend, and she's trying to save him and, like, find a body to put his brain in. And anyway, at the end, they, like, the authorities kill the dinosaur because Paul Walker goes on, like, a murdering spree and he, like, bites people's heads off (laughs) and squishes them. And it's really bad. And anyway, and then she has his brain hooked up in her room to a video camera and she can talk to it like at the end after the dinosaur body is gone she can talk to it and it has like paul walker's voice and i said where did he get vocal cords from it's just a brain in a bowl of water yeah and she does this like weird strip tease oh and he's like he's like going oh yeah like i would expect anything less from denise richards i was gonna say like at a certain (laughs) point if you're denise richards i know that you're probably like raking in the cash but at a certain point wouldn't you be like i think we should like flip the script all right i don't always have to do like this sexy thing right and she was like dancing around and and he was like getting so his brain was getting so aroused that it like exploded (laughs) but it was i think it was still alive i don't know it was such a bad movie it was sounds hilarious there's really not much i can say about it it was so bad (laughs) damn yeah we were laughing about it as it was on but i i'd never heard of it ever yeah i well you know i mean 
there's so many movies out there that make I don't know where I'm going with this. My, but the conclusion is is, is uh, Alan sure. Quartermain in the Temple of Skulls. Of course, <laughs> the, this movie actually reminded me of Alan Quartermain a lot because it was so terrible. And it was so terrible and like low budget. And it, Mike pointed out that it came out the same year that Jurassic Park came out, and oh wow, the dinosaur in the movie was just like. You know, most of it was like a model, but then when it moved and stuff, it looked so stupid. And there was a scene where she was like riding it away from danger, and it looked so bad. And, <laughs> and they like, and there was it a, was like cardboard, and they're like, we'll just in post, we'll just put it get, like we'll it looks just like a cardboard like dinosaurs riding around. It was it was so bad, and she had this best friend who was who was like a an African American male who was supposed to be like the the gay character because he would talk very effeminately and dress stylishly and and like. His dad was the chief of police, and so his police like, co-workers would, like, allude to the son being gay by, like, starting to call him, like, a derogatory mm. word for gay and, and things like that. 90s. And it was rough. It was rough. I would Ugh. not recommend it to anybody, but I just wanted to talk about the scene where Paul Walker's brain exploded <laughs> because he was watching his girlfriend through some means of technology that i don't know how it even exists you know if your brain is exploding that technology was not good to begin with because your brain should not be doing that he was so turned on i mean like she came home she was a teenager and she came home and her parents knew that she had his brain upstairs and then she put lingerie on and danced for it the brain and i thought like your parents are in the house wait did they see her dancing no i don't think so no they were out they were like outside on the driveway and she's like i'm home and she went inside and the, the mom's like i can't believe she's so happy and the dad's like isn't it weird that she has him upstairs like that oh so they did know they know oh. they knew that she had the boyfriend's brain so was weird. weirdly accepting at that but then i was like geez dancing around in lingerie and they were being pretty noisy right and her parents were in the house like that's awkward <laughs> <laughs> i don't know anyway that's all i had to talk about oh man that's interesting <laughs> yeah sounds like a <laughs> real winner of a movie it's a real hoot uh well you know i mean i'm sure jurassic park had a way bigger budget than uh i'm sure the michael Crichton movie had a, or michael <laughs> well, Crichton book had a lot more uh readers in i it just than think tammy if, and the t-rex <laughs> if steven spielberg had directed this movie it probably would have been just as good <laughs> it would have been just as good as Jurassic Park or yeah. just as good as it, what it was? That's a good question. I meant just as good as Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, that's just a testament to Steven Spielberg's uh, directing Yeah, prowess. he is definitely a talent. That's for damn sure. That yeah. is for damn sure. So He's a treasure. Are you ready to talk about the movie? I'm ready. Okay, I'm... So, I want to hear what you think. Because I've talked about this movie before. And, um, yeah, so what did you think? I really, really, really liked this movie. Oh, thank God. I was so glad. Yes. <laughs> I was so worried. Almost I was like, as soon as it I started. I didn't hear, like, anything from you, and I was like, she hated it. She probably hated it. She just fucking hated it. And I was like, Grr. Yesterday, you sent me a text that said, when like, like when people smoke in movies, it always makes you want a cigarette. And I didn't answer because I also agree. Uh -huh. And I actually, like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone looks so cool. Like, I love smoking I know. in movies. Me too. And I don't smoke. Like, I've, uh, I'm have i a human being, so I've tried cigarettes and I've right. smoked things. I've just, I just don't, I don't smoke on a regular nah, basis Not me all. neither. Like, the last time I've, I might have an occasional cigarette, but it's, like, literally once a year. Yeah, it's, like, like, very rarely. The last time I had a cigarette was probably 
geez 2011 i don't know it's been a long long time maybe not quite that long but anyway um and i think it looks so cool and while i was watching the movie i actually was like why did everybody get and i tweeted this so but (laughs) anyway so i just wanted to say that i tweeted it because i don't want people to be like she's rehashing a joke we saw on twitter uh (laughs) i was like why did everybody get so pissy about smoking in movies because it looks so darn cool right it's never like made me want to start smoking Right, right so i feel like kids kids who start smoking are probably not smoking just because they saw it in movies so let's just put it back in because why would we take it out of movies for entertainment value like i'm trying to be sure here but anyway <laughs> i just i i agree with you i think it looks so cool and it adds so much to the character because it gives this like gravitas and they have something to do with their hands and they look very chic when they're doing yeah. it yeah and some people and look really sexy while smoking well, where that's, you're like yeah that's the appeal like, like smoking you know it's just it's yeah. just like cool looking especially when it's like in a movie and they're all like done up and you know what i mean anyway so the only time it bothers me is when they do it around food and then i think it's gross because i just like imagine the smell of like cigarettes near my food and i'm like don't don't touch my food with your cigarette smoke i mean i guess in real life that would gross me out but in movies it doesn't it gross does me out for at all. some reason in movies as well i don't know i think it's just like the like association like because i know what it smells like so the association of like eating and like the smell is like <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> I um I really liked the movie. I I have I'm a glad lot to say. Did. There was some stuff like I have a micro problem with something that happened at the end of the movie that we'll get into. And I did some souls like a, like as I was watching the movie, like at every turn, I was like, I really like this movie. I really like this movie. I really like this movie. And then at the end, I was like, mm, uh oh, what is this? Something? Do I still like this movie? And then I was like when the movie was over i said okay i have to i have to just think about this i have to let it sit i really want to know and then i and then i did some internet digging a little bit and i found some things and i was like okay i accept it and i like this movie again i I mean like i still would have liked the movie i just there would have been like a little bit at the end where i was like but i still do have one problem with it it's not a deal breaker it's just something that i think should have been done and wasn't but overall i do really like this movie i really enjoyed it um i'm actually shocked that i've never seen it before because it was you know i what did it when did it come out like 98 98 so yeah. i would have been the right age like there was other movies like we talked about broke down palace and, yeah. and that was you know so around the same time yeah, yeah. and so I, I feel like it just and eluded it's like me and pretty, i'm not sure why well I'm, I'm thinking it's a pretty famous cast but then i'm like well joaquin phoenix i don't know how famous he was i i don't i didn't really do research so don't like quote me on this but i personally think that that was likely because it was just such a small part but he had such a great performance that i bet that that was one of the roles that shot him into stardom because his performance was amazing yeah gladiator came out two years later and he was a big part in that so i bet that someone saw him in this and they were like wow this guy is so good let's cast him in more shit you know i mean he was a child actor too oh well that's true but i mean i think you're right though that that he really started getting more famous around this time like early 2000s i wouldn't doubt it because his performance is i mean it's extraordinary it's tremendous i mean as i've said i saw this movie one time probably 20 years ago (laughs) yeah and i actually remembered a lot of it i was very surprised at how much i did remember um because i because there was like things where i was like i thought that tony had left 
and like because I remembered that like I remember Tony leaving and being the shitty guy and then I was started questioning myself and I was like oh well he says he's gonna go so maybe he wasn't the shitty guy but then he went and I was like yes I remembered it right, <laughs> still you know? shitty yeah. yeah I was like still shitty um, yeah so what it like <clears throat> now you've you've watched it again what are your thoughts well I still like it mm-hmm. um I can see why it had such a huge impact on me because it's a very intense film and the and the whole like Joaquin Phoenix's performance, like if that doesn't stay with you, you might have no soul because that like it's it that will affect you. Like I'm getting goosebumps talking about <laughs> it. It's um, I I don't think I liked it as much as I hoped I would, but that doesn't mean that I didn't enjoy it and I didn't like it for what it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There were a couple things that I think now as an adult I was like, Ugh, I mean, okay. But, and you probably know what they are. I bet you... Yeah, because I think we fundamentally disagree about one of them that I'm going to guess. Is it the love interest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that because that, that really bothered me. And so, I um, I don't remember Vince Vaughn's character being such a fucking asshole in the beginning. <laughs> it was really bugging me. Like I was like, oh man, he's such a jerk because I remember really liking him when I first saw that but again a lot of time has passed so I didn't quite remember but I did remember a lot of it and one of the things I did really remember was MJ it was played by Jada Pinkett Smith I remember I like was just so pissed at what she did and I I was like I'm you know I mean I'm glad that my memory was like surprisingly decent for that because I have the memory of a goldfish now so I don't know what the fuck happened well I do know what the fuck happened but we don't need to talk about it (laughs) So I'm glad that you liked it though, because I was I was worried about it, and I was like, "This is such an intense film. I wasn't sure how you're gonna feel." And I I I mean, I'm not going to say it's a perfect movie Mm-mm. because I do not hand that out liberally, and I have seen very few perfect movies. Yeah, same. But I think it is definitely close. Like it might be adjacent to a category of perfect movies because I. I really liked it, and I I actually thought Vince Vaughn's performance was pretty amazing too. Because too. I never actually thought he was an asshole. I thought he pretty much knew the whole time that he was going to go back, and he was fighting with himself to try to convince oh. himself not to go back. And I thought that the subtext, what I saw was subtext in his performance. I never thought he was an asshole. I thought he knows he's going back, and he's dealing with this grief of having to go back and go to oh, prison. Yeah, so yeah. I. I mean, I you know, have to give up I, your life for three years to stay in a dank, like, horrible place. He made you know? a really good point to Tony. He's like, we might die over there. And he, you, you could. You might die. You yeah. could get dysentery or w- any number of diseases or right. get killed by another inmate. Or, or um, tortured or yeah. you know, like, and I, anything. The thing is, Starved I to death. really like Anne Heche. And I've only seen her in a handful of movies. And I was thinking about this. And I didn't do any research. But I think she has a very interesting quality because... I don't think, and I don't mean this any disrespect, I don't think of her as like a hot Hollywood actress, hot as in like um, visually. Mm-hmm. I think she's very, I do not think she's ugly, but she's just not like a bombshell actress. Right. 
And so I was like, did that affect why she didn't get any, like, any more roles or what's the deal? Because I feel like even though she's not, like, a hot Hollywood actress, she's captivating on screen because she has a lot of confidence. Yeah, I agree. But I remember something, and it came to me as I was watching the movie, because I haven't, I've seen her in, like, there's a movie called Six Days, Seven Nights, which I was is, just thinking about that with yeah. Harrison Ford, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, one scene where there was, like, a snake in her pants, and he had to stick his hand on her pants, and yeah. that's, like... All I remember, other than it being, wait, wasn't that with David Schwimmer? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was, he was like, oh, I'm so depressed and Ross Gellerish, and then I like sleep with them when they're wooing, and I just don't like David Schwimmer. Okay, <laughs> it's because of Ross. It's not my fault. It's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not the greatest movie. It's not the greatest movie ever. No, but that's the only other movie that I can like just on the fly think of her in. Yeah, I can't think and of anything else I, that she's it been came in. To me, and I like I said, I did no research, but it occurred to me that around the same time. Her and Ellen DeGeneres had this oh, like yeah, really right. newsworthy relationship, and I remember like people being so horrified about lesbians at that time. You know, like the '90s, people were just like <laughs> rolling what? their eyes. People lesbians were ridiculous. in public, and They're I like, think lesbians? my only assumption is that maybe her her career at that time, like if the same thing, like if she was acting right now and the same thing happened i think not a blip and maybe she would be making more movies yeah but that's the only thing i think of because i think she's talented and i liked watching her in this movie and i liked the relationship between her and vince vaughn for reasons that i'm sure we'll discuss because we have different feelings but i just find her to be very unorthodox in terms of leading females in a movie Mm -hmm. and i just wondered if maybe that situation with ellen unfortunately hurt her career or if it was a that's choice a good question. I, d- I didn't look into it at all but i just that's that came to me that around that same time i know she was making like headlines for yeah. being in a, in a same-sex relationship yeah that's a good that's a good question because that could have potentially killed her career whereas for some reason it just made ellen degeneres is better um yeah but i think but you also like they had far different career paths well and you know tv show got canceled i mean that's right so she did go through some she was able to rally maybe because she had the comedy to fall back on or something and you know but yeah yeah you're right though i I mean her career didn't suffer as much yeah yeah potentially i don't know yeah i well i think that i think that like comedic lesbians have more of a leeway in the 90s than like romantic lead lesbians yeah yeah, you know i think that people are probably more accepting of that because comedy is usually kind of considered like a man's game you know and you don't even have to though be quite i don't understand why there's so many funny women out there well, like, people don't expect you to be like feminine almost yeah which is unfortunate yeah. i think it's unfortunate yeah because you can't be funny and fucking yeah, feminine like, at the same you can time be, and uh, but yeah maybe we at are that living time. proof of that <laughs> I say as I laugh at my own joke. Um, <clears throat> anyway, no, I, I think that that is, that is legit. That's a legit, like, yeah, I think that you, you Cause more role, probably I think hit the nail on the head. She would have aced more roles like this, mm-hmm. you know, like she just, she just was really good. She's very and good. She's yeah. unique. And so I, I really, honestly, she's kind of one of those people where, I again I haven't seen a like same thing with you I haven't seen a lot of her movies but when I do see her I'm like oh right Anne Hayes is pretty great yeah mm-hmm. so yeah um so sh- should I tell like the synopsis yeah since we oh yeah to do that all the time yeah you should <laughs> tell the synopsis okay so <laughs> the synopsis is, is something we always forget to do <laughs> 
these three friends, I think that they they meet in Malaysia or it something. Like it sounds kind of like that. In the initial voiceover that they met like on the way or maybe yeah. when they first got there. Or something yeah. like that. So they met in Malaysia and they were basically partying for, it looks like, a couple weeks. And uh, they decide to buy hash because it's super cheap in Malaysia. And... Tony and Sheriff go back home, and that's Vince Vaughn and David Conrad's character. And Joaquin Phoenix's character, Lewis, stays behind because he wants to help to, br- what was it, br- like put orangutans back into, yeah, uh, he from was, captivity, he was like gonna to, to like, re-release them or whatever. Borneo or something yeah. to help, yeah. Yeah, like so he's, he said. you can immediately see Lewis as like the gentlest soul ever, like just a sweetheart, you know? And you, like, I immediately loved him. And uh, so they uh, they leave, and what ends up happening is they had rented a bike from some guy some malaysian guy and they didn't return the bike which god i could go on and on i'm so pissed off about that whole thing like that is the dumbest simplest thing ever anyway the dude ends up coming with the cops to get the bike back and they find the hash and uh in malaysia if you have more than a pound of hash it's considered trafficking and trafficking drug trafficking is the death penalty so lewis is facing the death penalty he's been in prison for two years and they would not give him what was it stay of execution or whatever and so he out of desperation even though he i mean he had i can't even believe that he didn't even like point out that these other guys with him because i would have sold them out i would like throw them under the bus fuck it they're brought of this too you know what i mean i mean i'm sorry but i would <laughs> like if i, I have to go through this you have any, to go through it i mean too. i think that's why the movie is so powerful because any normal person would right yeah. right yeah so he is just suffering in silence in this you know for two years in this prison but he's running out of options and, and out of desperation he asks his lawyer to contact these guys and to say, hey, if you if both you come back, you only have to serve three years each. If n- only one of you comes back, you o- you have to serve six years. If neither of you come back, Lewis is going to be killed. Mm-hmm. You have to share the responsibilities so that they know he's not trafficking the drugs. Right, exactly. So that is basically, it's kind of a, kind of like a moral, ethical, you know, what do I do? Do I go back and save my friend? Which... Um, as a kid, I was like, I don't know if I go back. And as an adult, I'm like, I would 1000% go back without a doubt to help my friend to save the life of someone I knew. Of course, this is my responsibility too. Mm -hmm. But so that's basically the synopsis. But anyway, so I, I was just like, it's unbelievable that if all they had done was return that fucking bike, none of this would have happened. Yeah. And it really is Sheriff's fault because he's the one who threw it. And if they had just brought him back, like, and it's, 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 it's like that blew my mind. I was like, I mean, talk about like a butterfly causing it, like the flap of butterfly's wings causing a, a hurricane. You know what I mean? It's just this one simple act has such a rolling effect of of all this like buildup of shit that happens to this poor guy who it's all he's doing is smoking some pot with his buddies or I don't know, like hash is pot, isn't it? I'm not really sure. I thought that's kind of what I told myself, but I don't actually know. It was, is hashish the same as? hash 
I think that's so. what they were calling it. Yeah, I thought it might be weed. It's like very similar, or something like that. But I don't actually know. If I it's, don't. I don't know. I don't know. But, but um, I probably I would imagine has the same. If it's not the same, it it has like the same effects as weed, is what I would imagine. Um, well, let it, me look it up really quick because okay. now I'm curious. So I actually originally thought this was Thailand, and I said Thailand, but it's Malaysia. <laughs> oh yeah, it yeah. is. So it is. It's made by compressing and processing parts of the cannabis plant typically focus typically focusing on flowering buds containing the most trichomes okay okay it's consumed by by smoking typically in a pipe bong vaporizer or joint or via oral ingestion okay so it's weed it's weed yeah, pretty much so it's just a I brick of it part essentially of the, yeah part of the issue is that it's like he's got the death penalty for something like so benign it's not like i know it's not like it's an opiate or something i know but i think that the difference between you know the american culture and malaysian culture is that they are really hard cracking down on drugs which includes hashish Mm -hmm. the trafficking is what they're right yeah yeah. because i mean i think that he probably still would have done prison time if they had found the hashish but i don't think that i mean he wouldn't have been sentenced to death is what is if basically he had what less it is. than a pound yeah right i mean mm-hmm. he and he might have not even gone to prison for that long either mm-hmm. well, i don't know i'm just guessing but um it's just crazy that i know because i mean even <laughs> but he, the the judge says something at the end that i thought was very on the nose where he says that he's like uh drugs are ruining your country and you are looking at us and you're going well i can't believe that they're reacting that way about a little hashish but he's like but look at your country look what's happening to your streets and i'm like well he's not wrong i mean he's not wrong you know i'm not saying that i don't think that i I don't know if i really believe in the death penalty i'm i've always been well not always but i'm as i've grown older and i've had more experiences i'm on the fence about it because i don't know if i agree with that and but i don't know if i disagree with that you know i really am on the fence about it i cannot say either way uh but i definitely don't think that i i don't think that anyone should or should be facing a death sentence for trafficking drugs that's crazy to me i mean give them prison time throw them in prison for the rest of their life if they're if they're terrible like if they're narcos level of of drug traffickers or they're you know uh like the grisilda blancos and and um and pablo escobars of the world who are really just you know who brought all these drugs into miami whatever that was in colombia to miami but um but and that sure like throw them in prison for the rest of their lives because they made really like what they did was horrible and and led to a lot of you know there's like a crisis in our country (laughs) it's happening you know and it's continuing to go on and um so but i think that just ending a life because of a little bit of weed (laughs) like come on (laughs) yeah that's actually a lot that's actually the one of the main problems i had with the movie that um, I mean, this is going to open up like a whole can of worms about the end of the movie. So are you prepared to talk about I'm all prepared. that stuff right I'm now? I'm so okay. ready. Let's do it. Okay. So first of all, the big problem I had with the movie is that it, it sort of made the Malaysian judge seem like really impartial or I guess partial is the word. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I thought that that seemed like kind of a weird, um, what's the word? Like... 
it was just a weird thing to say about a country's judicial system. Mm-hmm. It seemed like there was like a weirdly personal attack about the Malaysian judicial system where well, they made the almost, judge. Yeah, it almost seemed like he was taking it personally and he shouldn't have been taking yeah, it personally because it wasn't about him. It was about the government. Yeah, they made the judge get really offended over the news story. And I, and I thought like that seems bonkers to me. But so that's one of the things like I had to do some searching because I was like, they just had this like really emotional scene where Vince Vaughn came back to like he was thinking about leaving and we'll talk about that later too. So I don't want to like I want to like let's just talk about this. Everything that has to do with Lewis always breaks my heart. So they they show they show um, Vince Vaughn's character Sheriff coming back to the courtroom after he almost left the country but then decided to come back and he had this little like stirring speech about like he was sharing the guilt with Lewis Mm -hmm. and he was willing to serve the time the six years because Tony left so he was willing to serve the six years in the Malaysian prison and the judge was like you know I commend your bravery and and Sheriff is like I'm not really brave I'm really scared but this is the right thing to do right and and the judge said to the prosecution team he's like prosecutors do you agree to lighten the sentence and the prosecutors are like yes so everything is on track like the judge is is willing to reconsider a lighter sentence right the judges has got somebody to help share the blame so we you know they per the agreement they know that lewis wasn't a trafficker and then i felt like this moment was very movified because the judge leaves and when he comes back he's like he leaves for a couple hours to deliberate or whatever Mm -hmm. and when he comes back he's pissed because he reads this news story condemning malaysia for having like archaic archaic practices for putting people to death and he does that speech like you told it you you said and i was like this is a really weird like like scathing review about the malaysian judicial system almost making him seem totally unreasonable and i thought that for dramatic effect he kept the the hanging and they still killed lewis and i thought like that seemed really movified at first and that's what bothered me because i was like this doesn't sit well with me this feels like a swerve that i was not expecting and i do not believe it and so earlier in the movie Anne haish's character i can't remember her name do you remember her name beth beth so beth was talking to mj played by jada pinkett smith who you mm-hmm. talked about mj is a reporter fuck you mj yeah well yeah and <laughs> beth was saying beth was saying over and over to mj like you cannot run this story because right. they, they could kill him anyway if you run this story. So that's one of the first reasons why I sort of forgave the scene because within the realm of the movie, within the confines of the movie, they set up that the new story could make him hang anyway. Right. So I'm like, fine. Okay, I accept it now because within the, within the reality of the movie, yeah. I accept and believe that the Malaysian government or judicial system could be that unreasonable. And also she they mentioned stuck with the lore that they had built. Yes. And she mentioned some cases and one of them I looked up, the Barlow's Barlow and Chambers cases. And oh, so this was a real case. There was a real case, but it's a little bit less innocent because they actually were trafficking heroin. They were Australians uh. and they were trafficking heroin through Malaysia and they were hanged. But I didn't and I did very brief research, so I didn't 
go in depth. I read the Wikipedia page and Wikipedia said that I think it was the prime minister of Australia called their hangings barbaric. And so the Malaysian government got angry at that. And so like relations between Malaysia and Australia were strained for like a decade. But the in the brief reading I did, Wikipedia did not imply that they hung them because of the barbaric comments that maybe isn't uh, also they were actually traffickers and they were trafficking heroin not i'm not trying to say that i mean like i agree with you like i'm not sure how i feel about the death penalty like it's a lot most yeah. more than usual i'm like i don't know if they should like people should get it's, killed which is funny because i actually have an it. app on my phone that shows the next time that someone's going to be executed in prison <laughs> That's really dark. I know. Um, Isn't that fucked up? I was like, why am I looking at this? It was like depressing me. I didn't delete it. So I don't know. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, so. Um, I like how you're like, all right, well, that's the thing. So there is the real story about like government relations being strained because people were like, well, you're too harsh on these these men. and Right. And anyway, so. So that's the main thing that I had a problem with was just that I was like, okay, so this judge should not be a judge anymore because he seems really offended by a news story. And then he also yeah. wasn't listening when Beth was trying to say repeatedly, like, I asked her not to run that story. I did not want, and sure, maybe he didn't believe her. But at the same time, I was like, why would they kill him? Why wouldn't they just, like, in my head, if I was rewriting the movie, I think I would, and it maybe wouldn't have the same effect because you wouldn't have that scene right. with Joaquin Phoenix. But I would say, like, you know what? For your insolence, both of you have to serve six years now. And then that would be, like, a tragic ending, you know? But anyway, additionally, something that I think the movie needs, and it really bothers me that it doesn't have, is they need a scene where Jada Pinkett has to sit with the weight of what she's done. Yes, I agree. I I actually was thinking that it ended, and I was, and I'm I'm going. So she doesn't even probably know the effect that what she did, even though Beth begged her like repeatedly half a dozen times and said, "You will yeah, just you could get him killed. Just wait, fucking yeah. like three fucking days. Just wait." three goddamn fucking days MJ that's all you gotta do and she's like um, she wanted a Pulitzer I guess I yeah, don't know well, yeah. it's okay well I guess a human if a good man's life was worth your Pulitzer so yeah good fucking job MJ I guess you winning now you know like yeah but there's no there's no it's kind of like seeing the villain get away with their villainy like you know the same I mean, thing like she's the villain in the yeah. movie and she gets away with it and and that that is the one moment where the romance in the movie kind of bothered me because they they wanted to I think they wanted to end the movie on like a hopeful romantic note and I think they still could have done that but I think that they like they put the exclamation point too early I think they needed a scene where Beth is confronting MJ in a very cool and collected manner and saying yeah you have blood on your hands and you will never not have blood on your hands because if I told you point blank i said if you run this story yeah based on other observations that we've made within the realm of this movie about other prisoners who've been executed because of american the american journalism yeah beth is like i have real fucking she, proof of this happening like, because of your actions my brother is dead i was sitting in the courtroom i watched him read your name off of your article and sentenced my brother to death and then at the end of the movie maybe have mj confronted very cruelly and visibly and fully with what she has done yeah because in the like 
the movie is like really anti-journalism which i was not expecting but it didn't do anything at the end like give me come up right give me vengeance for his death mj has to pay for it the thing is i think what would have just been just the perfect kind of echo of like oh what have i done is if um I don't know. For some reason, Beth and MJ happened to meet at, at a, I don't know, like a subway station or something. And she and Beth comes up to her and confronts her and says, you know, I, I hope that you can sleep at night because of this. But my brother's dead. So thank you for doing what you did, because, you know, now I can't celebrate Christmas with my brother. I can't celebrate his birthday. I'll never see him again. If I have kids, he's never going to see them. Like I like if I were Beth, I would have thrown every fucking thing at her to make her feel as bad as she possibly could, because yeah. I would have been like fuck you mj i hope you rot like literally like alive while you're rotting <laughs> fuck you like you're a fucking terrible person um they needed that they needed a scene yeah and and have just mj just have this this look on her face like what have i done yeah you know and then just end it and, yeah and you don't need yeah. to need to go i mean i think that a similar look to what you know romeo had after he killed tibble where yeah, he has that like devastated yeah. like shit what have i done you know mm-hmm. but yeah you're right you don't ever see you kind of have it the thing is that i know that this movie wants to have a positive spin on things but there's really not any sort of real right. positivity in this movie because tony's gonna have to live with the rest of life what he didn't do you know mm-hmm. and he's gonna have to live with his girlfriend who's a terrible haircut even though vera farmiga is a very beautiful woman but that haircut i could not stop looking at i was like girl i think she was supposed to look uptight to yeah. a hairstylistry <laughs> i think she was supposed to look uptight oh yeah she definitely looked uptight yeah um i actually like i empathize with her and i thought that she was uh, asking yeah. the right questions in the movie oh, i did too i totally did like, too where she's like where's this agreement i need to see it in writing and all that and i'd be like yeah if, if my boyfriend was like i have to oh, go yeah. to malaysia and be in prison i'd be like well let's get all the information we can yeah you know? no 100 i was 100 mm-hmm. i i mean i i didn't totally disagree with her not being you know behind his decision but i also thought well she's She's being smart. You know, she's being smart yeah. about the whole thing. She well, doesn't know what's yeah. going to happen. They don't have anything in writing. And and that is a very dangerous thing to go into, especially a situation like this, With where you don't government. have anything in writing. Because you know what? They could be like, oh, yeah, your six years are over. But guess what? We're just going to keep you here until yeah, you die. Or we decided you know? to execute you. Right. I mean, because what's stopping them from doing yeah. that? We and don't I, know the Malaysian government. We don't know how they work. They could be cruel and i mean i don't i don't know i'm not trying to disparage the government i just don't know that's that's why the movie is so heavy because you're like you're dealing with something that is totally beyond you and you're trusting this woman and i actually don't i don't think tony is really a piece of shit either because once he found out because beth was like projecting herself as lou's lawyer right because she didn't want them to think she was manipulating them right she wanted to seem impartial just as a lawyer and then they found out when they got over there that beth is lou's sister right. and so i don't blame tony at all for being like oh my gosh she's not even a lawyer like yeah she, how do we know oh, that I we can trust her that she was a lawyer i just thought that she was his sister as well i was i would have sure. been inclined to assume that except they never like corroborated that later in the movie like she oh, was never like yes i'm his sister but i'm also a lawyer and i've dealt with this she was just like i didn't tell you it was a sister because i thought that you so i, I actually, wish that she had been an actual lawyer i though. don't know maybe she wasn't i just misunderstood but in my head i thought she wasn't actually because she wasn't I just kind like, of assumed <laughs> she wasn't sitting where the lawyer sits she was sitting 
Oh, as that's like right. A, like a part, like a viewer, like right. in the, just the general assembly of the courtroom. Well, and she said, "I'm his American lawyer." Like yeah. she was very, she was very she, emphatic about that. You know, she was like, "I'm not his Malaysian lawyer. I'm yeah. his American lawyer." So, so I would have. I which do you like, need? multiple lawyers from multiple countries or what i don't, I don't know. know i don't know like either. it seems like if he had a malaysian lawyer the malaysian lawyer and the american lawyer would work in tandem yeah you'd think like, that she'd think that she'd be staying in malaysia yeah. or, or, or well, i don't know whatever but so i don't blame tony at all and i don't blame them for almost leaving because they're like we could be this could be like like mickey mouse you know like we're we're here and we've agreed to take his pri- like his prison sentence so he doesn't get put to death but this whole time we thought we were talking to a lawyer and we're just talking to his sister who maybe she will say anything and right. Tony doesn't have the the connection with her that Sheriff does so right. how can what does he know and what does Sheriff even know they don't even really know each other you know yeah, and, sh- and people so, can be very good at lying you know well, yeah. you a lot of stuff it's like so, you know I know that and I agree that's with you what that. I learned when I've been watching that show <laughs> lie to me <laughs> Tim Roth is very effective so I know that like like it seems like he's an asshole but i actually don't blame him almost and you're right like he will have to live with that for the rest of his life but at the same time uh you know his actions weren't what killed lou either so yeah. I, I don't know if he i i you know i don't know i like begrudgingly agree with you <laughs> like i'm like yeah but also i still think he's an asshole i i totally get where you're coming from though because i think it's I think what makes this movie so compelling and interesting is that there's just kind of this quandary where you you were like, well, I didn't really know Lewis. I mean, that's, that's like other, he's yeah. lived two years now, like for like in prison so far. I mean, but at the same time, you go, well, this is my responsibility, and and especially sheriff who's really extra responsible for this because he's the one that threw the fucking bike. Yeah. And if he hadn't, like, I can't believe a damn bike ended a man's life. Like, that is yeah. the reality of yeah. it. Like, that, that's insane to me. And and all Lewis wanted to do was return the bike to the guy. He's like, I know it's broken, but it's still his property. Right, and, this is his livelihood. Right, and yeah, and yeah. he was like, and the guy doesn't have any other bikes. I think it's interesting how the most innocuous thing caused this event. Right. Like, even just, like the fact that they just happened to be smoking hash and had too much in right. their home and why would you ever like it just seems so stupid to me to go to a foreign country and do that anyway like why would you do something potentially illegal because i'm sure smoking hash it was illegal at that time just oh yeah like hands down illegal no matter yeah, how much in you the had. united states as well well yeah, yeah i mean yeah. we yeah. just only recently became like I mean, marijuana Michigan just, just became yeah, so and michigan like Michigan just became decriminalized and then just became legal. Like we like mm-hmm. literally within I think what was like January or something or just became recreational. And and that's so and recent. It's 2022, not 1998. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, it, I think so 24 years later it finally became It's like the innocence legal. of like the innocence and foolishness of youth where they're right. like, "Well, let's go to Malaysia. Let's smoke, let's do a lot of drugs, let's hang out." And who that cares trip about looked this really bike? fun. By the way, I was like, man, I kind of want to go to Malaysia, <laughs> but also no because it seemed really warm. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it did seem really warm. Like, like the bugs always turn me off. Oh like, yeah, yeah. What kind no, of bugs are in those like rainforest huts? Also, you know? yeah, they were. They seemed like they didn't have walls in that hut. It was very um, yeah. open and. You know what? Actually, I don't want to go to Malaysia. I made them. I just I changed my mind. I'd go to Malaysia if I could stay in a very fancy hotel. <laughs> 
on like the 15th floor such... where the bugs don't climb listen i am such a princess when it goes to shit like that i'm like if i'm gonna go on vacation i'm gonna go somewhere fucking nice yeah. okay because you know what i'm 35 damn years old and i don't want to stay in some hut in the middle of the forest with a bunch of bugs crawling all over me because they love me they love <laughs> me like i it's terrible anyway um yeah it's because so, of carbon dioxide actually did you know that the reason mosquitoes are attracted to us is because of how much carbon dioxide we give off oh no i didn't mm-hmm. that's yeah. really interesting yeah right cool yeah mm-hmm. i guess i mean fuck you mosquitoes but whatever <laughs> don't make a meal out of me don't make uh, a meal out of me don't make a meal out of me so yeah it that's did- our new broadway hit yeah it's called don't make a meal out it's of me about mosquitoes it is mosquitoes the musical it's called quiddo the mosquito trilogy <laughs> oh i like that i didn't know what you were saying at first but i don't know either i never know what i'm saying <laughs> it just comes out and then i go oh well you shouldn't have said that <laughs> i really uh, like now <laughs> i thought there was a scene so beth brought a video cassette tape to mm-hmm. sheriff and she was like we watched this video cassette tape that sheriff made and and i thought it was really interesting Lewis made sorry I thought it was interesting because it, earlier in the movie Tony actually asked a question that I was asking because Tony's like so he's been in prison for two years and he's eight days away from execution why are we just hearing about this now yeah, and we I have no that time was very strange and then she said like he didn't say you guys existed until very very recently like so he didn't sell them out like you mentioned earlier right. you know he didn't he didn't say anything and, uh, and then when he like lost Which I his can't final believe that he did that that's well I think it seemed like maybe he had hope that he would just get out like he could appeal and appeal and appeal and they would finally like grant him like clemency or whatever right. but he lost his final appeal and so they were like you said when you were given the synopsis like this was like a last ditch effort yeah so she gave the videotape to sheriff to watch and i thought that um joaquin phoenix's performance in that videotape was just outstanding oh he's fantastic and he was like he was like cracking jokes but like in a really shaky and like weak prisoner way and in his mind was just like all over the place and i was like what what a performance it's i know like he's just for that he looks scene alone haunted. yeah like just i mean it's it, it's you can i mean you can put on like slap on makeup like that on anyone but if you can't show that like haunted hollowed like i've been in isolation in a place where i can't speak the language which i I assume that he picked up quite a bit because when they were in the courtroom, it seemed like he understood what was like what was being said Mm -hmm. because he started crying when they were like, well, this is what's going on. And then the interpreter was like, well, this is what he said, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, but you're still in a foreign place for two years in your own cell, isolated and this awful like none of your creature comforts are there i mean I, i can't even imagine i can't imagine that that's terrible and he's just and just i'm what i'm saying is that not everyone can do that but he can he's mm-hmm. because he's just so good and i i think that's why this any other person could have done that role sure but he and his performance that is what stuck with me for 20 years and yeah. that's why i've been like I keep going back to that movie just in my mind because I'm like, man, that performance was just so incredible. And he, he, there's, I mean, he's just, he's a force of nature. Honestly, he's yeah. just so talented. It's crazy. Yeah, he says in the video something like, uh, you know, you'll never you'll never run out of rice to eat or something like that. And I thought that was really cute. Like he would have the nerve, like he, that he would have the thought to like 
say something cheeky right on a video begging for his life you know know. and then and then later when um when sheriff is in the prison with when sheriff comes to visit him like the day before the trial they let him go back and see lou in his in his cell and lewis has that like really poignant scene where he was like sheriff i've gone over it in my head over and over and i wouldn't have come back for you and i think that that is so interesting because i think lou would have come back i for think him, so too but lou now is on the back end of a two-year prison sentence and he knows what prison is like yeah. and knowing what prison is like he wouldn't but i think right lou is such a good soul that if the tables were turned he would have i think absolutely but too. i really liked how they had his character say that because he he's like pretty much telling sheriff like this is not going to be a good three years for you oh, or no. six now that tony left he didn't know that at the time but i mean how can you think it's going to be it's right. prison yeah a third world <laughs> prison yeah. well, oh the, yeah the like prison it, is like, like prison isn't bad enough in america right. now you're going to be in a third world prison where you're going to be starved and like good luck yeah you know? and I, diseases and there is malnutrition and there's yeah. waterborne illnesses and well and, and i was watching like the way that they were cleaning the hallways with the water and i was like there's probably so much mold growing there because they're not properly well, cleaning it's like it humid, yeah yeah and mm-hmm. uh, yeah and it's humid there so it, it's not only are you dealing with whatever you know i mean he, didn't he have a cold too or am i thinking or he, he started coughing yeah, yeah he so was he coughing. Cough. but lewis like every every time lewis was in the picture he just like broke my heart like he he is in this horrible place and his first thought is like let me make you some tea and yeah. i was like oh god and i, was I like, thought my it was heart. really endearing oh. that um sheriff actually drank it and i assume it, it did too. not taste good at I all yeah i know and he's like it's cold but it's still good and i was yeah. like oh. i was like lewis let me take care of you yeah bring you home and then be okay. lewis was like yeah they took my blanket away because they thought yeah. i would hang myself with it and i said that's what i'm paying you guys to do and i was like oh my gosh like just gallows humor well, he's like, yeah. you see him shivering one mm-hmm. night. I mean, yeah. like violently shivering. Yeah. And this guy is just, no wonder he's got a cough. You know, he's he's dying, essentially. It's like, get him out of there. Get him some nutrition in him. And don't kill him for some damn hash. <laughs> you yeah. know, or yeah. fucking MJ. So, fucking yeah, MJ. I, think, I think I wish that they would have re- reworked the ending so that he didn't get the death sentence just because of that, like, coming on the heels of that scene. But... The scene where he's getting carried away to be killed is very powerful. Oh my and God, I know. Vince Vaughn's performance in that scene Dude, is also very powerful. I have goosebumps like <laughs> everywhere. It's, I mean, I, I remembered that scene pretty much exactly how it happened. And I was surprised that I had such a good memory because, again, it's been like two decades since I've seen this movie. It's been a long ass time. And I didn't remember what he had said to him, but when he was like, you're not alone, you're not alone, I was like, okay. And I started bawling. Yeah. Like, I was just like sitting there and I was like, yep, yep, I knew this was going to happen. I knew I was going to cry and I had like tissues near me and I'm like wiping away the, t- <laughs> like, the tears and everything. But, um, and then he like, and, and Lewis just got like so calm all of a sudden and it was, I think, I personally liked the execution scene just because i think it was just so profound and so intense and so good and just so heartbreaking that i i think it would have 
I think keeping it in was the best thing that they could have done. Yeah, I think it. I just wish that there was a bigger catalyst for why it would stay in for me. But like I said, I have accepted it in the realm of the movie, so I understand. Yeah, but I I agree with you that. But it's, you it's definitely a really should have scene. seen like the repercussions affect like MJ. You had to. They and had Tony. to show MJ. Yeah. yeah. It, well, and I think like. Oh, so I wanted to say, just to describe it to people, so when they're taking Lou out of his cell, he's, like, fighting them and fighting yeah. them and yelling and saying, I don't want to die. And then he gets out to the, the main courtyard area, and uh, Sheriff is, like, looking out the window. And he's, he's yelling to Lou, and he's like, Lou, I'm here. You're not alone. And then finally Ugh. Lou hears him, and they make eye contact, and Lou, like, calms down and... And it's very, very sad. Very, yeah, very sad. I mean, the whole thing is like, it's incredible. It's incredibly heartbreaking. But, and then Vince Vaughn just climbs down after he dies and he's like crying. And yeah, I mean, how can you not cry? At well, that, That's you just such watched a profound, man die. Yeah. And your friend. I mean, mm-hmm. they weren't the best of friends, but they still were friends regardless. I mean, they partied and traveled together. And well, and, and, and Sheriff, like, sacrificed himself to try to save Lou and yeah and and like all his yeah everything that he did to try and help this guy was for nothing Mm -hmm. because of MJ essentially imagine being sheriff after that because I feel like like the weight of like are they going to honor their agreement and set me free or are they gonna kill me at the end of this like that would be so scary I know the movie doesn't the movie does I think a really good job of giving exposition at the end so um Beth comes to see Sheriff in, pr- in prison and they visit and, and she says, you know, like to the Malaysian government is going to let you out quietly because they don't want any more like embarrassing or snaf like journalism snafus. So you only have to do six months and then you'll be free. And I was like, that's a good I think that's a good ending. Yeah, I think so. And too. I really like the scene. It's really like I want to talk about their relationship. So let's get into that. But I okay. want to say. I think it's really romantic when he says, to, when she's like, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? And he was like, because I could never like look at myself in the face again. And, and I could never look at you in the face again if I didn't. And I really like looking at your face. And I thought that was a really romantic line. It's really but cute, yeah. I thought the kiss was so disgusting between like the kiss where the great was between them because that has like a century of who knows what on it. And that's really gross to me. Like I would have rather had them like both like maybe put their hands up to it. You right. Know, and you're not something. even like touching the person's lips. You're no, just touching, you're touching great. The great. Yeah. And you're, you're getting grime and germs from who knows what. Anyway. So um, <laughs> all the mold that's been so I did there. not like that. They kissed each other. I wish they would have like, you know, show some restraint a little bit and have them do something romantic but not quite that because he just said and i really like looking at your face and i thought that was such a romantic line and that's why i liked their romance because they not once ever said i love you it they called it what it was like they were just they were just getting to know each other you know and they Mm -hmm. really liked each other and they really connected um and and i really liked that because you know beth has been fighting this fight for two years and i bet it feels really good to finally connect with somebody oh yeah i bet and and sheriff is looking like down the barrel of a gun where his life is effectively ending for at least three years maybe six if he doesn't die over there so reaching out to any port in the storm it told and plus if you just have a natural connection with somebody it totally makes sense that they would sleep together i did like it went through my head like wow that's a really weird thing for a lawyer to do but i still accepted it but then when i found out she was his sister i was like it makes total sense that she would sleep with him then because she's 
probably been suffering almost as much as Lou in a different way. And, and then, so when they get to the hotel in Malaysia and she gets in the bathtub with Sheriff, Sheriff, she says, like, I'm really going to miss you. And I thought that was really beautiful sentiment as well. Like, it would have been weird and too much for me if they had said, I love you, because they oh, just yeah. met and they well, were, yeah, you know, like it's only been so I, I really read it for me here. Uh, <laughs> I thought that the sentiment they shared between the two of them was perfectly like perfectly believable for me right right. she says she's gonna miss him yeah you're gonna miss him and they had this like antagonistic like sparring sort of relationship and i think because she knew that she had him on the hook to to go over there but he just hadn't accepted it yet and so she was like persistent but also she had this like connection with him so the romance didn't bother me at all because except for the kiss between the greats anyway but that's just gross you're It's, I love listening to your perspective on things because because mm, now that I have your perspective, now I'm kind of like, well, maybe I didn't <laughs> oh, hate the romance. No. Oh, well, no, it's good because I didn't even like like you're you're like blowing my mind because some of the things that you said like oh she probably hasn't had a connection with anyone for two years and she's you know the 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 port in the storm or whatever i'm like oh i didn't even think of that i didn't even think of that like to me it was just like why would you hook up with the brother you're or the guy that you're trying to get like to you know come like rescue your brother brother. yeah to me i was just like i why would you do that like i was like like that i didn't i wasn't on board with it but now that you said that i'm like well okay i mean i guess they're going through pretty they're both going through really intense stuff and it's like a literal deadline and if they don't meet this deadline then someone's gonna die and someone that is close to very close to her and um I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I love it, but I'm definitely not as opposed to it as I was before. And it's oh. because of, yeah. No, I mean, it's well, good. It's good because then, you know, I mean, it's it's part of life is learning other people's perspectives and learning and getting more, um, you know, information and stuff like that. And then when you get in more information, it's it's normal to change your mind and to, you know, adapt like a new level of thinking because you go, oh, okay, so I didn't have this information before, now I do. And so now my opinion on this is going to change. And that's why it's so important to learn because, you know. <laughs> new perspectives. Yeah. 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 No, th- I think that's interesting that what you're, and I can see from your perspective why you like that. I also thought that the implication, like there was no implication that they were necessarily going to end up together, which yeah. I also appreciated because I, I think did it, too. It would have been weird if she would have said something like, I'll wait for you or something stupid. Yeah, I don't like because when people do that. Like, I'll wait for you. And I'm like, unless you've been married for like five years, sure. But if you're like, you just met well, three days just, ago. Well, you're just like hooking and, up. Yeah. yeah like, come on. I think I'd be like, I'm not going to wait for you. <laughs> I would, I would more, I would rather have someone like very romantically be like, I won't wait for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like, I like that the movie just ended with them both like walking away and they were in the rain and they both, and he had kind of a hopeful look on his face. I, well, I, I wish that it would have ended with MJ getting mm-hmm. her comeuppance. Oh, but for sure. I do like that it ended sort of hopefully, but not hopefully in the fact that it was like, okay, we're planning our life together. Like they may end up together right. and that would be nice because they would have this connection or maybe they connected in a time when they both really needed it and they won't end up together. Yeah. And the movie doesn't explore that at all. And I think that's also one of the reasons why I'm, I really like their romance, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that 
movies like romantic movies kind of almost tend to forget that people meet each other when they need each other you know and you I mean because I've had so many different experiences in my life where I've met someone when I needed them in my life and they've made a huge impact on me and then I just that we just lost contact with each other because that's what happens you don't keep contact with people for the rest of your life that's so rare you know like and it's funny because i worked with this one dude for like six or seven years and i or no not six or seven years it's probably more like four or five but i actually talked to his wife more than i talked to him and i like because she calls me she'll just call me and we'll talk on the phone or we'll text and it's weird because i never really had a relationship with her but all of a sudden i kind of do yeah and but that's what i mean is that it's like i'm not keeping in contact with him but i talk to his wife you know and um and and i'm what i'm trying to say is is i think an ending like that is logical because it's it sh- it shouldn't be a necessarily happy ending because it's not it's right. really not you right. know so yeah at the end of the day it might work out great but we don't know what's going to happen and we don't even know what's going to happen to sheriff he could get out in six months he could get out sooner because she said about six months mm-hmm. he could get out later we don't yeah. know we don't know how the malaysian he government's gonna work he yeah. could die yeah. yeah he could get d- typhus or whatever yeah was that like typhoid or is that malaria yeah typhus typhoid i'm not sure that, but uh, maybe i know typhoid is know. spread through thread spread oh, yeah. through like poop typhoid mary yeah, yeah. That's, so typhus might be different right that story typhoid mary it's is pretty gross crazy know, i've seen the college oh, the <laughs> drunk history episode about oh, it oh it's so, like yeah, yeah. they're like mary wash your hands she's like i don't think it's so i'm just gonna shush my dad then <laughs> like nasty but, it's pretty um, bad yeah i i was listening just really quick i was listening to a um episode of uh, female criminals on uh, the podcast network uh it's a podcast and they did a mary mary mallon is her name and they did one episode or two episodes on her and they were saying that people would only start getting sick in the summer because she would be making um ice cream and she'd make it with her hands but everything else was cooked oh. so it would kill off the germs okay but the ice cream made them sick because she was making it with her bare hands so so they'd all start getting sick during summer that's really gross i know (laughs) i know she was a nasty motherfucker Uh, she did she do it on purpose i think so yeah i think so i think that she maybe not didn't start intentionally on purpose but i think that she i think she did so she started realizing she was the reason they were getting sick and kept making them sick i think she was yeah i think she was like oh uh, this family accidentally died well am i because she was a chef she was a cook and 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 then um the police were like hey (laughs) need to wash your hands and she was like i think i'm just gonna kill other people instead (laughs) yeah so um it's disgusting wash your hands after you poop or anytime really you should just wash your hands a lot because that's good and you know there's pandemic going on so anyway but (laughs) back to the movie (laughs) so i had i do like when going back to anne hayes performance there's a a part in the movie where she gets a phone call and you don't hear the person on the other end but you just hear her and she's like yeah what do you mean they weighed him yeah and then she sort of like breaks down and starts like almost crying and then she gets another call and it's mj and mj's like i'm gonna run the story you sound upset and and mj and hey beth is like no i'm not upset don't run the story she hangs up and then through the like a couple like a scene later you find out that she learned over the phone that they weighed her brother they weighed lou at the prison to prepare the trapdoor for his hanging and that really affected her and i thought 
her performance in that scene was also just phenomenal how she was like about to break down but then she couldn't break down because she got the call from that villainous journalist and and it was just really 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 good and i also really like the scene when sheriff took her to a restaurant and a woman comes up to their oh, yeah. table and the Gabby woman or whatever. Yeah, the woman was like <laughs> yelling at Sheriff. That scene. Yeah. And and Beth is just like, I'm his wife. <laughs> and the Gabby was like, I have to go. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I I just realized that I have to go feed my cat. I have to go feed my ten thousand cats. Give me <laughs> It was really your wife, good. You're married, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Really, really good. And uh, sexual relations. <laughs> So I thought that that was a, a good bit of levity in the movie, and and it I'll also one of the reasons, another reason why I like their relationship is because she wasn't a sexual object for him immediately. Mm-hmm. Like they had tension for a few scenes for like probably a quarter of the movie. Well, they, neither of them seemed like they really liked each other initially. You yeah, know? they kind of seemed like they were like it was like a classic meet cute where they neither one of them like really Enemies cared for each other. Lovers. Yeah, <laughs> and so I thought that that's also why I kind of liked it because it didn't seem like like oh she's only in this movie to be a sex partner for right, him right you know, so yeah no anyway. she she definitely had a big part in changing things and everything yeah mm-hmm. um i i still i i still kind of think that tony's shitty but i also see from your perspective that can't either way that cannot be an easy decision right you know yeah. but i think also it's at the same time you kind of like this is a dog eat dog world and you kind of have to watch out for yourself and if you end up being royally screwed over in this prison and you can't get away what you know what what do you do what you have no power you have Mm -hmm. no uh, i mean there's only so much the american government can do Mm -hmm. and the american government really doesn't um it doesn't like pay ransom for terrorists. That's like a thing that we we don't do. That's a, there's a, been a couple, but for the most part, that's like been like a law or like a like a uh, kind of like an unwritten law for like I think it was I actually just learned about this recently and I thought it was really interesting. It was like I think since like the 70s maybe or something, but um I could be wrong. But anyway, I thought that that was very interesting that that um that America, America's kind of like, oh, you're stuck in this country and you're being held for ransom. Well, good luck. <laughs> you know, I mean, this isn't the same thing. They're not being held for ransom. But what I'm trying to say is that they are still American citizens. And so, you know, the, the United States government might try and help them out. But again, there's only so much power they have because they're not in the United States. They're in Malaysia. And the yeah. Malaysian government's going to be like, no, we're going to do what we want because they're here in our country and they fucked up on our land. So, And they agreed to this like right. punishment. Right. And yeah, I... um, Oh, shoot. I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. When it comes to Tony, I mean, he, w- he was all gung-ho to go over there at first. And I think that that's the... I don't know, like, juxtaposition between him and Sheriff, how, like, Tony was like, yes, I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. And I think Tony had, like, immediate regret. And then when Tony found out, especially because his life was potentially going to fall apart with his fiance leaving him, which can't make the, wouldn't make the decision any easier. And then um, also when he found out that Beth was, was Lou's sister, he sort of lost all faith. Like he, you know, he almost like he was looking for a reason to not do it. Right. Whereas like Sheriff, I think knew he was going to do it, but he kept trying to like 
convince himself otherwise but um i've so yeah i i think like tony is is supposed to be seen as kind of like a selfish character but i also get it you know like you you kind of have to empathize with mm-hmm. him because first of all who finds himself in this situation yeah this is not something that is a regular situation this is a very very highly unusual one um i was just gonna oh i was gonna say too that uh i thought it was interesting that when they're at the prison they're at penang is that what it's called mm-hmm. penang prison and um the guard says okay well one of you can go in only one of you and tony's just kind of standing there like mm. <laughs> but sheriff's like i'll do it i'll mm-hmm. go in and it was so it's kind of showing you as you know things are going on that that sheriff just seems like he's much more dedicated to whatever he has to do in order to save lewis's life whereas tony is like ah, do i really want to see this friend and 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 he's asking him questions after like well what is prison like i was kind of like tony what do you think prison is like man like i was getting like a little annoyed i was like it's fucking terrible yeah tony it's fucking prison what do you think is gonna happen like what what do you think what do you think tony it's fucking awful it's prison jesus like um I, (laughs) i did like too that uh sheriff went to his dad and he's like what do i do and he's kind of expecting his dad to be like well you can't go because you have to stay here and you have a life but his dad was like you need to go back and i just i like that his dad just really i thought his dad insulted him his dad was like stop trying to make me absolve you you know you're not going back because his dad was like calling him like a deadbeat and stuff yeah he was well yeah he was but he was also saying go back he said i would go back i think you should go back oh because i thought because he did say that but then tone but then sheriff was like aren't you supposed to tell me not to go back and the dad was like i'm just calling out your bullshit you know you're not going yeah so i didn't i maybe i misunderstood like a particularly nice guy maybe i misunderstood the tone of the movie because i thought like like sheriff was kind of directionless and so i thought that he almost like viewed this as like finally my life can have meaning because i can save him especially knowing that his dad didn't believe in him but maybe i misunderstood the tone of that scene i didn't that's not how i viewed it to me i viewed it as the dad was going well you have to take responsibility for your actions so you need to go back and sheriff's going but you're my father aren't you supposed to be like on my side and the dad's going no, you have to take responsibility for your actions, so you need to go back. <laughs> you know, to me, it was it was very much like a father speaking to his son and going, this is the right thing to do, and you need to do it because it's the right thing to do. Hmm. And and to me, that's what it said. I mean, he, I think he was kind of insulting him, but I also think that the dad had a good point. Like, no, you cannot stay here when you know that you are responsible. And if this guy, and I mean, I, he, I'm saying in a lot more words than he was, but he's more or less saying, someone is going to die if you do not take responsibility for your actions. So you have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, I, oh, I wanted to say that I felt like there was a line at the beginning of the movie that kind of bugged me because um, Lou, when they're like standing on the beach right before um, Sheriff leaves, Lou's like, Lou's like, do you want to come help the orangutans with me? And Sheriff was like, I don't think I have it in me. And Lou was like, I think you'd surprise yourself or something. And I was like, 
that's like a little too on the nose a little too foreshadowy i know now yeah. that like i knew yeah. immediately like from that line on i was 100 percent certain that by hook or by crook sheriff was going to be in the prison at oh, the end really? of the movie yeah i didn't know that lou was going to die anyway right but i thought sheriff is going to be in prison at the end of the movie and i wish that because later in the movie um beth says to sheriff after he's come back she's like you know lou always said that that you were you there was more to you than you let yourself believe or something and i was like that's a see make the put that line there don't or like imply yeah, like maybe yeah. make lou like lou give him a pat on the back but don't put that line in because the line was just too obvious oh see that didn't bother me i liked it <laughs> i liked that he was like you can do more than you think you can i it's was a, like oh lewis it's not a bad line by itself it's just for what the movie is it it was like oh well i know the two, ending two on yeah. the note yeah mm-hmm. yeah i know yeah sometimes uh movies can do that where you're like you're like <clears throat> yeah exactly such a thing as subtext here and the rest of the movie i didn't think like the rest of the movie was good subtlety right. so it was just that line but. right there's a uh, an episode of speechless where they go to england because they have um the house that they're renting they had a dog and they weren't supposed to have a dog so the the guy's like selling it to someone else and so they're trying to get enough money to buy the house and so they go to maya's father who's the mom's father it's played by john cleese and the son not not the um not the one with with a disability but the son that can speak (laughs) the son that's verbal Mm -hmm. he is like when everyone gets together things can happen (laughs) and uh and john cleese is like boy leave it as subtext son (laughs) (laughs) exactly yes and uh the the aide goes yeah you can't choose the ones that are (laughs) non-verbal I know I've plugged it a lot, but seriously, watch Speechless on Hulu. Um, anyway, uh, I wonder how many people have been like, I started watching Speechless because that girl on, uh, on I just that forgot girl? the name of our podcast for a second. I like, how the they would, I like how they would call you that girl. That girl. <laughs> it's that girl. <laughs> if, you've listened, if you've watched Speechless because of Lauren... Because we are me. the watchers of movies. Please yes, send us a message and let us podcast. know. <laughs> no, seriously, do though because I really want to know. I, yeah. I want to know what you think about it. If this movie made you start smoking cigarettes, then <laughs> let me know because then maybe I'm wrong about influence. Yeah, and, yeah but and cigarettes, I just yeah, just makes me want a cigarette. I don't want the actual like smell or like taste of it. It's just the action and the <laughs> like, just the looking cool of it, like. I want to think I look like Ava Green, but your, your girl doesn't look like Ava oh. Green. So <laughs> but you look like Lauren. So I do good. look like See? Lauren. That's so right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that yes, works. and I am extraordinarily beautiful. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh at that. I laugh because you no. said it in our sarcasm. I don't. Okay, I wasn't offended. I thought it was right. meant to be I, funny. Okay, good. I was, after I laughed, <laughs> I was like, funny. "Oh, I didn't mean like, to." Like I'm cute, but I'm not like extraordinarily beautiful. Everyone like everyone is extraordinarily beautiful. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm like, oh, uh, anyway. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I do have one thing to talk about, and I wish that there would have been a scene of. This is really ridiculous. It's it's inconsequential, but I I uh, felt sympathy for Beth because I really wanted there to be a scene of Sheriff like maybe spraying Lysol in the back of the limousine before she got in it, since there was two people having sex in it <laughs> oh, right yeah, before he picked that's her up. Right. I do I thought, like You're not that. Even gonna, like spray it. <laughs> Nothing. I do like that. Um. There was that couple making out in the backseat, and then he calls his friend. Making like, out. They were having sex. They were, yeah, they were full on. There was thrusting. They, oh. so. <laughs> um, there was thrusts of the sexual variety. Um, 
I don't know where that Thanks, came from. Thanks, Riff Raff. Uh, <laughs> What'd you call me? Riff Raff from, I wasn't calling you Riff Raff. Uh, Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Master as a married no, do I think you ever will be? <laughs> you know this human person. <laughs> oh, Earthling. I think he says Earthling. Whatever. Anyway, I did. Uh, so, and he calls his like buddy, his like reporter buddy, and he's like, guess who I just saw having sex with his not wife in the back of my limo? And the guy's like, fucking sweet i'm gonna run with this shit and i thought that was interesting but then they like met later and it seemed like they didn't know each other well no because the guy was he he so mj gets off the phone because she saw sheriff written on something that beth had so mj being like a sharp investigative reporter piece of shit was like i need someone to give me who does anybody know somebody named sheriff and of course the photographer the guy that he called at the beginning knew him we, we right, see this is right. all off camera that he and then he the photographer that he called was taking pictures of sheriff in sheriff's own apartment building oh, okay. and so sheriff like busts his phone he's like what are you doing why are you, why are you here you know he busts his sorry not phone this was 1998 his camera <laughs> yeah and yeah, then and the guy was like <laughs> the guy was like i'm gonna sue you so i don't think they were friends i think they had some sort of like symbiotic like hey i scratch your back with this lead about this senator or whoever the guy was who's having an affair and you scratch my back by throwing me some profits for the you know right so i don't think they were actually friends they just knew of each other okay and i think that that scene is unnecessary because i thought it was too like mj confronted beth multiple times she didn't need an excuse to confront beth at right. sheriff's house no she definitely didn't and so i in she the, was like borderline stalking her yeah yeah and and i also thought like them having like because you can see like the cause and effect so like oh sheriff sees people having sex in the back of his car he calls his journalist friend his journalist friend knows who sheriff is so he's able to tell the other journalists and that's how she finds them but that whole chain is unnecessary because yeah. it doesn't add anything to the fact that MJ wrote the story without Sheriff's involvement anyway. Yeah, and it just shows Sheriff as being like overly violent and he doesn't strike me as that type yeah. either. And, and, it, so, I think like, and it was a little scary because he's like a huge guy. I mean, Vince Vaughn is like six foot four, mm-hmm. you know? Actually, let's see. Hey, Google, how tall is Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn is six feet five inches tall. Wow. Wow, he's six feet five inches. You are so one he inch is off. tall. And I yeah, think so I think that'd be like that would be really scary personally if I were Beth. And Beth is tiny. She's like a little like, She's very Yeah, I mean very she's petite. probably like yeah. like my height because he's just so tall. But you know, you get what I mean is that she's you know, she's very petite, she's very small. Mm-hmm. If it comes to him versus her he's gonna win <laughs> you know what i mean like it's strength wise let's let's just be honest here so um i agree with you i didn't think that that was I really also, necessary and it just felt out of character for him i also think that there's just this like weird need for movies especially like movies that aren't about sex to show sex in any way they can like garden state for instance you know like that scene where they're spying on somebody in a hotel room has I don't, no, I, I it's unnecessary. It's completely 100% okay, unnecessary. I like that movie. I have no problem with the movie, but uh, yeah, that here. sex scene is like completely not. unnecessary. And, and I think that there's just this like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like some, just they want the shock value or what, but I feel like there's just this, in some movies, I'll notice that there is an unnecessary sex scene, and I think it's only just to be, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, like, edgy or surprising or something, because edgy, the tone of the like, rest yeah. of the movie does not match 
the tone in the limousine when he's watching them have sex right and right he's, you know and maybe you're supposed to see his character as an opportunist but that doesn't even really fit for the rest of the movie either no, it because doesn't. you find him to be actually like pretty selfless and 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 so i i think that that whole chain and that's like that chain of events doesn't fit because the movie like the outcome is the same if you cut it out right yeah and that if the outcome is the same for a scene that you can cut out then that scene's not necessary right yeah, exactly yeah. um i think you're right it does it does seem because he's not he doesn't seem like he's an opportunist you know i mean we've watched movies before with people who are opportunists like uncut gems you know so would, would you recommend this movie i would recommend this movie yeah i i think it's it's definitely worth watching i can't believe that it eluded me this thus far yeah uh, i really enjoyed it i think the performances are tremendous i think the story is really good and it all just like it works within the realm of itself and I, I 100% watch it, find it. I rented it on Amazon for like three ninety nine or whatever. Oh, really? I paid a dollar for mine. Well, maybe because you have Prime. I, I don't know. I Prime, yeah. But anyway. I thought I canceled it, but. You can rent it on Amazon for an amount of money and watch it. <laughs> yes, and you it's, can. I, I think it's totally, I think it's worth it. Especially mm-hmm. if you like dramatic movies watch it how about you would you recommend it yes yeah um as i said i saw it 20 years ago and it really had a huge impact on me and i can't believe what an impact it had on me to the point where i can't believe how much i remember from that movie that i saw one time that's crazy for me and i think that it is joaquin phoenix is a fucking tour de force he's like he's so <laughs> that good. sounds like like a fucking tour de force it just sounds like like just one long phrase <laughs> i don't know like i like i thought you were gonna fucking. say tortoise at first but you said tour de force he's a fucking tortoise <laughs> he's a tour de force tour de force um he's he's great he's really fantastic he does such a great job and if you know i think that this is a movie that is definitely worth watching and it's funny because whenever i mention this movie to anyone no one has ever heard of this movie. yeah I, without apart no one. from you i'd never heard of it yeah no like and and i'm like really because it has like like famous people in it like jada pinkett smith and vince vaughn and anne hayesh and, 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 and joaquin phoenix yeah like like Joaquin Phoenix probably is the most famous out of well, all. He's of them, won an I'd Academy say. Awards. So. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. yeah, and he's obviously a very, very talented actor. So um, I think it's it's interesting. I don't know why a lot of people haven't heard of it because it got like seventy percent on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, it, it it's not like it's not it doesn't have bad reviews. You know, I'm I also I agree. I, I'm not sure why. Yeah. yeah. So anyway it's it's on you know it's on amazon i've told a couple people about it i've actually told a lot of people about it over the course of 20 years so uh you should check it out and while you're on the internet <laughs> you can also check out our instagram at watches movies and our facebook at watches movies and if you want to send us an email you can send us an email at watches movies at gmail.com or if you want us to do a movie you want us to recommend a movie to us you can um send us a um no <laughs> okay you can send us a message on our email account i got there or you can go to itunes you can give us five stars 
and you can put the movie title in your in your uh, rating. Um, also, five Spotify has a, a rating system too now that they've recently done. So, give us five stars in there. Follow us wherever you know, and you'll know you know before anyone else what's coming so that's what you got to do when you follow us on instagram or facebook and and we and i i respond to dms all of them so so just well you do sam mostly does facebook because i'm like never on there so i begrudgingly do facebook <laughs> yes begrudgingly. i think this is lauren's job no i'm just kidding no i do i do respond on facebook she know? does yeah she's if you follow my much personal, better than, if you yeah. follow my personal instagram and leave comments i'll respond to that uh, yes, but I do not run the Instagram no, page. I do. I run the Insta, and thankfully I don't because <laughs> every week I do one post on each of my social medias, and every week I like internally whine about it. I'm like, I can't believe I'm done posting. <laughs> so yeah, you're like, like the, the gift of do it, Emma I, Roberts. Yeah, whining. <laughs> I'll do it, but I don't like it. Yeah. So and I'm do also it, on I'm Twitter. Complain about it the so. whole time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, um, I think that's it. Thank you to Mike. Thank, oh, yes. <laughs> for our music. You can find Thank him on Twitter <laughs> at the Mike Show 42. Thank you, Mike Mike. <laughs> Mike Mike. Mike Mike. That's the NATO alphabet. Meep meep. <laughs> Thank you, Mike Mike. It's Alpha Bravo Gov. <laughs> Charlie Delta. Echo Foxtrot. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> she got I, to F. I could. Stay tuned next week when she goes to the rest of the alphabet. <laughs> G through Z coming at ya. <laughs> Golf. <laughs> okay. Well, don't do the don't What's the whole thing. The Nobody will tune G? in next week. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs>